Welcome to Two Vets Chewing the Fat. Two Vets acknowledge the traditional owners of the land that this podcast is recorded on. Animal health has become overcomplicated. We want to help you navigate through the reams of misinformation and empower you to take charge of your animal's health to live happier, healthier and longer lives. Join Dr Ash and Dr Cena getting together and sharing decades of experience as veterinarians, answering your questions, debunking myths and unveiling the secret world of vet. All the while having a laugh, chewing the fat. And don't forget to always seek the advice of your pet's veterinarian as advice given here is of a general nature and does not replace a physical examination. Please note, occasional coarse language may slip out. Hi guys, it's May 2023 and here we are for episode one of Two Vets to the Fat. So we thought we'd start with a little bit about getting to know Dr. Cena and I, which is me, Dr. Ash, and also about how we're still in the business after 20 and 30 years respectively. And we also tackle that somewhat awkward conversation of anal glands. Fun, fun. <laughs> hey, and welcome to episode one. We're super excited to be starting our podcast and thought it would be best with a bit of a Q&A question so you can have a bit of get a bit of a deeper understanding of who we are and why we're doing this. So my first question to you, Ash, is how did you get into veterinary medicine? Oh, geez, seems, it seems such a long time ago now, but it all started back on the farm, which is I grew up on a merino wool sheep farm in rural Victoria. And from a very early age, I just knew it's hard to describe. Obviously, at a young age, you're not able to articulate why you feel what you feel. Um, but I just knew that I had an affinity with animals and a deep connection um, that I had to honour and that to the land as well. Excellent. And um, so I guess for me, oops, sorry, I'm getting a dog up here. Stop her barking. <laughs> <laughs> so my story was quite different I grew up in the city so Brunswick girl um through and through but we always had pet cats and I really found the relationship and the empathy and just the companionship of having pets around a really really beautiful thing as a a young person trying to navigate, you know, being a young kid, being a teenager, um, and then into young adulthood as well. And of course, animals and pets, including now, um, <laughs> have continued to, to stay to stay with me and are uh, a super super important part of my farm. Yeah. Um, when yeah, when I was young, excuse me, excuse you, Fred. Uh, when I was a young girl, we had a cat that got hit by a car. And at that stage, it was extremely traumatic. He came home after being missing for a few days with an eyeball hanging out, fractured jaws, was quite infected. And, and um, yeah, a little thing. Mm. Uh, he went to the local vet and that the vet at that stage said, right, it's the weekend. I'm going to take him home and look after him, removed his eye, wired his jaw, and really, in my opinion, at that stage, brought um, Fang back from the brink of the dead. 
And I think, you know, forever grateful to him for doing that for us and our family and, and for looking after him, but also led me to have a bit of a passion about, wow, this is amazing and um, what an incredible gift to be able to give to people and, and their pets. And uh, that's really the reason behind me getting into that area. I do love science. I love physiology. I love anatomy. I love knowing how things work too. Uh, but I think it's the it's the gift that you can give. And that, I mean, that's vet science, you know, you pretty much summed it up there, Scenes. It's a bit of every type of science you can possibly imagine um, and a little bit of art, a lot of art as well, um, talking to people and gut instincts and experience, et cetera. And although they're very different in, you know, city upbringing and farm upbringing, really, you know, I think the common denominator is that at a very early age exposed to the power and um, influence of life and death all in, in one hit. And although it seems like a harsh lesson to learn, you know, it's a worthy lesson to respect that cycle um, and how much you can impact on it and where you can impact on it and make a difference and you know, I always looked up to the vets that came to the farm. We had vets always at the farm for herd immunity and also for individual. And um, my dad had a medical background before he became um, a farmer and followed on with his uh, father's legacy as a farmer. And we autopsied the, um, the sheep, which again may seem a little bit gruesome, but again, if you do not look like and you do not find... Well, how can you change the outcome of the next animal, which is Absolutely. a hard lesson, but to be able to impact on it in the future is, well, it sounds like it's what's driven us both. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that that autopsy thing, Ash, you know, you're doing, you've got a pet, a, a animal that's died, but if you can find out what's going on, you, you might, it might have a massive impact for so many other animals on the farm. So that's yeah, fascinating. Um, another question that I think a lot of people would love to know that aren't in the industry and don't really know what goes on is can you talk us through an average day in a vet clinic <laughs> if there is such a thing? <laughs> you know, this is what I love about being a vet. And I don't know if I could do the nine to five sort of stuff, you know, loving just not knowing what's coming in. You never know what's going to hit as in at the clinic. You just, you do not know. And obviously a lot of times that's interesting and fun. It could be puppies and kittens, fun vaccinations, or it could be hit by cars like poor deer fang. But it is that, challenge of the day-to-day -day, never knowing what's coming and um yeah you you literally do not know what it's going to be and I personally love that aspect what about you Sans? yeah I guess you know you, we can walk in the door in the morning and have it all nice and calm with consultations <laughs> and regular checkups and routine medical appointments and then all of a sudden the actual shit can hit the fan I I remember boom <laughs> day that, that you and I were there and everything was going fine and then all of a sudden two dogs had been in a fight in their house um, and they were two uh, American staffies and they tore each other apart 
And so we yeah. had both dogs owned by the same people come in. One's ear was hanging off. One's Achilles tendon was hanging out the back of its leg. There was, was blood yeah. everywhere. Sure and then was, we yeah. go through the discussions and still dealing with our day-to-day consultations and people that are waiting in the waiting room thinking, oh, my God. Yeah, what's going on here? <laughs> going on, um, and and you know, working on on the pets and helping them, but also helping their owner through what's an incredibly traumatic and difficult time for them. So you know, you're dealing with the issues with the pets, but then there's um, there's a human side of it too that we all really have to be super super aware of. Um, well, yeah, as, I mean, yeah. as we. As we know, like it's a three-pronged relationship. It's there's the client, there's the pet, there's us, and that full interaction and and trying to, you know, honor all of those aspects at once um yes. can be really difficult for the whole team, nurses, vets alike from the whole start to finish. Exactly. One doesn't work without the other, and that's mm-hmm. a really important part of the the equation. Mm-hmm. Um so the next thing that I wanted to ask, and I think there, there's a bit of a secret here because there's a really high <laughs> attrition rate in, in vet science and you've been a vet now for about 20 years yeah. and me for 30 years, um, which I know is shocking to everybody because we just look like babies. But, yeah. New grads, <laughs> new grads. New grads, I know, I know. It must but be what for you, Ash, <laughs> what, the is the <laughs> what is the secret, apart from the red wine, of thriving and keeping up the passion of being a veterinarian? Uh, well, for me, I mean, there might be a little bit of a hint of that already, but it's fun. It's really about keeping um, the fun and the joy and taking those moments when you can get them, like, with the team, with clients, with the animals, um, to just be a little bit frivolous. And the reason I think that's so important is because you never, as we've just discussed, never know what's going to walk in the door next. It could be that hit by car, that dog attack, or um, even a human bite. Like there's so many different possibilities or dead on arrivals. And if you haven't taken your moments to, you know, sustain the well of joy in you and what gives you the sustenance to come in and do a difficult job day in, day out, you will essentially use that well up dry and there is nothing to give, nothing to give to the animal, nothing to give to the client, nothing to give to your team. And then before you know it, you know, you're a grumpy old mess and you can't give anyone what they need truly it is the 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 number one tip is to stay fun and take your moments um and obviously seeing your team grow is a lot of fun as well and having interactions but for me personally it's bring the joy live the joy and elevate others yeah absolutely I can't agree with you more um you know, we are a profession that has a really high suicide rate because of compassion fatigue. And I think it's maybe people get in and they do stop taking the time to 
to enjoy those lighter moments when they can, because there can be some really stressful and, and unpredictable situations that, that can go on. Um, so, but like, I still love the animals. I still love coming in and um, pets that love to see you. You know, I've had, had a pet in the other day who was in for a long time that um, unfortunately had a bit of medication it shouldn't and and was in for a while on on fluids for for kidney failure and, and we maintained it. This dog bolts in the door and jumps all over me and licks my face whenever it sees me now. So there's nothing better. There is absolutely nothing better than having a pet get better because that's what we all want. We you know we want it. The team wants it. The owners want it. That's what the pets want. We want it to. It doesn't see get old, do does it? No. Cuddles with kids, puppies, like, you know, they're, they're all amazing. Um, the other thing that you built on, or mentioned a little bit before, Ash, with the team is watching your team grow. And I think at this stage of, of my career and while still working in the clinic with on the tools, I love seeing the team around me and the our newer and younger associates really grow into themselves. Mm. I've really enjoyed having some of our staff and nurses be elevated into um, positions of more responsibility. So, you know, one of our nurses becoming general manager of the clinic, another one is now business manager. One of them has gone on to manage our wellness and grooming salon and Another one is now has finished her behaviour course and is training that. So that's a real joy to see people grow in that area. They bring the energy, don't they? Like after all this time, you feed off their energy to keep you also um, enjoying every day, which we always do. But it's almost like seeing it, the industry, through their eyes for the first time. Like. Yeah, the only way I can describe it, obviously, 20 and 30 years ago, things were a lot different, but it's almost like being shown again in fresh eyes, how wonderful it is. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. So I think, you know, fun team, great clients and animals sums that up. And I think to finish up, I'm going to throw a couple of quick fire questions at you, Ash, and we'll do this. We'll do this for each of our podcasts. <laughs> so if anyone's got any topics or questions that they just want to know some quick answers to, please let us know. So today we're talking anal glands, the joy. So Fabulous. my first question <laughs> to you, so nice and quick, what are anal glands? Anal glands are little um, glands that produce fluid on the inner aspect of the anus that as a poops past um, gets expressed with the poo, mostly for territorial marking to say that this is my poo and I've been here and great. Happy days. Excellent. Now, why <laughs> does it stink like dead fish? <laughs> well, there's a lot of bacteria in that area and, yeah, it smells pretty putrid um, and, yeah, a tiny little bit can really smell like fish sauce, you know, you hear just a little drop wafts out and, um, yeah, that's the, that's the reason. Yeah, I know you, like me, have probably had a tiny bit squirt out in the wrong direction and hit you in the hair and it hangs around all day. It's pretty horrible. Oh, and everywhere else. I've got some techniques <laughs> now, but I do love to to see the youngins get, 
you know, squirted here. Squirted? Yeah, it's a it's a rite of passage. It is absolutely, absolutely. a rite of passage. <laughs> and uh, final question on the anal glands is how come we need to express them? Well, some animals we do and some we don't. I mean, mostly it's dogs, but an occasional cat. But really, they should express it themselves. If they've got a regular diet and a well-formed feces, and by that I mean, you know, a log that snaps in half, so not diarrhea, not constipated, regular, then they should express the gland and a little bit should come out regularly. Now, when that doesn't happen, it builds up and up and up and then it becomes uncomfortable. It's like having a rock in your shoe and some people will stop and try to get it out and others will be like, no, I'll keep walking, but it still causes pain and discomfort. And they could show that by licking, scooting, et cetera. And eventually it'll burst out at the path of least resistance. So if they can't express that themselves with the feces um, passing or, you know, someone expressing them, then they will burst out and it's a very painful abscess. So, yeah, must must be done. Um, and don't feed them scraps and bits and bobs. It's a surefire way to get that infrequent passage of feces and otherwise you'll end up at the clinic and I'll have to stick a finger up your dog's dot and away we go. But, you know, we didn't want to avoid that. So fibre, 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 people. <laughs> well, I think the dog's dot is a great place to end our podcast today. <laughs> and we really hope that you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed chewing the fat. Okay, guys, see you later. If you'd like to get to know us more, have any feedback, questions or any topics you'd like us to shoot the shit on, drop us a line. And if you've enjoyed listening, we'd appreciate you leave us a five-star review. Check out our socials and websites, drashlong.com.au and drsenacap.com.au. The website for Two Vets is coming soon, so keep an eye out. For all our Melbourneites, we'd love to see you at the Thornbury Veterinary Hospital and the Happy Dog Hub for all your veterinary grooming and wellness needs. See you later. Ciao.